the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. So last week was my birthday, so yay, I'm 24, which is crazy, but um, every single year I have this tradition that I truly think that you should do as well, but write down the things that you learned this year. I don't think that this year that you are in right now, whether it's the best year of your life or the most awkward or the most uncontrollable, the Lord put so many lessons that we learn in the years that come. Um, and you never know what your lessons can teach somebody else. And so I highly suggest writing them all down and I write as many as I can, but I try to do as many as like the, the year I, that I'm turning. So this year I wrote 23 lessons that I learned when I was 23 years old. And today we are actually sharing 10 of them on this podcast. If you want to see all 23 I highly suggest go to my Instagram. I made a post about this. Um, I have a green sweatshirt on in the post. It's kind of cute. And um, you can use my code if you want that sweatshirt. You can. So go to my Instagram. Give me a follow. Share the post. Share it with a friend because the life lessons that I've learned, I wish that somebody passed these along down to me when I was at that age. And so I'm really glad that I'm here to share this with you guys. And also, just a little side note, I have a surprise for all of my listeners at the very end, and um, I can't wait to share this with you guys, and I'm not letting anyone else know. Y'all are the first to know, so please stick around with me to the very end, and I hope that you are ready to dive in and learn all of the great lessons that the year of 23 years old taught me. When people were asking me about like the age 23, I kind of like sat down and thought, like, what is it like being 23? I couldn't connect with people about knowing the same person because I went back to my hometown and newsflash, everyone from my hometown moved away. So I had I, could, I didn't know how to connect with adults. I didn't have a mortgage. I had no clue about what benefits even were. And so I couldn't really talk, quote, adulty. Um, and then I, could, I felt kind of too old to talk about college things and things that were going on. I just felt in between. I just felt awkward. But as I grew up in this year of my life, it turned out that this doesn't, this, but as I grew up in this year of my life, I learned that this wasn't an awkward year at all. I was just growing. Socially, I was put into new groups. I had to learn. I made new friends. I was trying out young adult groups for the first time to connect with people who were like-minded. I had a new job. I had new roommates. Like I had, my parents were like, my parents were the people that I lived under the same roof again. And then I became roommates with complete strangers when I moved to Florida. Emotionally, I also grew as well from feeling alone for the first time. This was the first time in my life where I truly felt like I got to know myself, to know what my strengths and what my weaknesses are, but not just to know myself, but how God sees me and how that reflection of him could be seen whenever I look in the mirror. I was exhausted for the first time because I was working 40 plus hours a week. I was basing, and this was the time in my life where joy and happiness wasn't coming from what was going on in my life, who I was hanging out with, but it was based off the fact 
and the belief that God was working. And that is what kept me going. I grew mentally. My mind was so cool seeing this shift. But my mind didn't just go, I didn't, it wasn't consumed with homework, assignments, or things that were going on in my life anymore. But it shifted into like a complete adult mode. I was learning, okay, financially, I can't be spending all of my money on things of like going out, getting dinner, going to do these things with my friends all the time, going on vacations. Like I got things to do. I have work to do. But also too, and the most important one is that I saw a shift in the way that I saw Jesus. And I think he put a shift in me on how to be kingdom minded, how to seek the kingdom in all that I did and all that I do. Yeah, there was a lot of change. Yeah, there was a lot of growth. And for you, when you turn 23, I bet, believe you, this is exactly what's going to happen. But so many cool things happened in this year of my life. When I was writing them all down, I was like, whoa, like that's pretty cool. This was the year of my life where I moved across states by myself. From Tennessee to Florida, I made that move. This was the time in my life where I made new friends that weren't across the hall from me anymore or at the same school, but they were states away. I didn't even know they existed until I came down here. This is the year where Jesus and I truly became besties. I wrote two books, I started a podcast, and I learned how to work in ministry. I grew in my relationship with my family, with my brother and my sister, and I also learned to take on new things and not be scared. This year was not awkward at all. It was just a growing year. 23 is such a great and pivotal year of your life because you grow. And that's exactly what you're supposed to do every single year of your life. Nobody has it all figured out. And if you do, awesome. I'm so proud of you. But the rest of us, we are learning and it is great. And we are getting better every single day. My um, One of my friends, Maggie Hudson, she has a podcast called The Playmaker Podcast. Y'all should totally go check her out. But she always tells her her listeners to get 1% better every single day. And I'm like, that is so inspiring. That's what we need to do. And that's what you do as being 23. I swear, it's just like a whole year of getting 1% better each day. It is the best. But I learned a lot. And when I was writing all these down, I noticed that they weren't just things that I learned spiritually, but I learned them socially. I learned them through my prayer life. I learned just by talking to God. I learned by talking to people. I learned from my mentors. I learned from church elders. I learned from sermons. I learned from podcasts. Like I learned so much. So this was a year of just growing and getting better and learning how to take on the adult world. And guess what, my friend, if you feel like you have to get it figured out, you don't. No one has it figured out here. No one does. We are all trying to learn and get better every single day. And that's all that God can ask us to do. So now for the good stuff, let's get into the lessons that I learned this year. And again, I only am going to say 10 and the rest of them are actually going to be on my Instagram. But but these are the ones that I handpicked for you today. The top 10 of the lessons that I learned. Coming in hot on number one. Y'all, this was so cool. And I'm just like, I am just aghast that this is actually something I learned this year. The kind of friends that you pray for, they really do exist. You may be like me and I have super high standards. I have high standards when it comes to my job. I have high standards for myself or my relationships, who I date, but also my friends. 
I have prayed for many, many years of just friends who just fell in love with Jesus and you could just, and you could feel his love when you were around some, that person. Not just be surrounded by someone who loves Jesus, but somebody who can empower you, someone who believes in you, someone who will pray for you and be alongside you for every step of your life. This was the year where I finally met friends that were everything I ever prayed for, but even more. The kind of friends that you pray for, the desires and the characteristics that you want in a friend, somebody to make you better, somebody who will pray for you, someone who will fight any single battle that comes your way and stand alongside you for every single part of it. Those friends exist. And if you haven't seen them yet, I want you to just to keep on believing, keep on praying because those friends are coming. The Lord has such intentionality with every single second of your life. And he places those people, these kinds of people in your life right when you need them most. Moving to Florida, I didn't know a soul. I didn't know anybody. And so praying for the Lord to give me some really great friends was something I was believing for and asking God to give. When my birthday was coming up, I was fleet, like flipping out. I was like, I don't even know if I have any friends to celebrate with. Like, what in the world's going to happen? But God completely exceeded his ex- my expectations. These friends exist, and they are for you. Number two, the waiting and the no's aren't for nothing. There's something even better coming. Be expectant. A couple of episodes ago... I was praying for something so, so hard, like fasted. I did the whole deal. I was like, the Lord, please just answer. I need this job. I need this job. I want to move. I want this job. I prayed so hard for this and I was believing for this job. And I finally got the answer and it was no. My world shattered. That was the only plan I had. I didn't know what was coming next but I was devastated. Looking back now, I'm able to tell you upfront with full belief that when God redirects you, when he shuts the door on something, he opens up another. There is nothing that God doesn't want to do for you. He wants to not just give you something adequate, but he wants to give you the best the absolute best. God excels in giving you the best. And so you might be like, Georgia, you are so wrong. That guy was for me. These friends were for me. That job was perfect for me. I don't know why that God didn't give me that. Listen, he is your protector and he's also a father who watches out for his daughter. When you are waiting for something, don't give up. When he shuts the door on something, don't fight to open it up again. Your better is coming. His best is coming. So be expectant. Number three, every single person you see has a story and is fighting a battle. Love everyone as he loves us. When you move down to Florida or you move to a different place, you will notice that the people that you see, they might be the same people you see every single day. There may be new people you see every single day. But each person has a story. They have a reason for being there. 
but they're also fighting something inside. It could be something going on at home. It could be something going on in their head. It could be something with another person. But the thing is, is that I can speak from experience. When people ask me like, hey, like, how are you doing? I will put on a mask when I am feeling at my lowest and say, I'm doing great. I know all of us have felt that before. So if we've done it, what makes you think that no one else has? When you meet people and you see them with them, you make eye contact, smile at them, love them like Jesus does. They need to have encouragement and they need to see his hands and feet somewhere. You are called to love them. And so I encourage you, love them. If they're talking to you, listen intently. Hold their hand. If they're crying, girl, we do not let other people cry by themselves. We cry with them. If they are happy, be happy with them. But I want you to be the friend. I want you to be the the light and the hands and feet of God that he's called you to be. Number four, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. That is empowering. Just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. I think so many of us in life love to compare like, okay, that person was able to write a book so I can write a book. Okay. That's empowering. That's good. But what if that person never has written a book? Would you still write a book? So many of us will let fear stop us. They will, fear will make us doubt and question like, is this right? Should I do it? Girlfriend, let me tell you, it is time to put doubt and fear to the side because guess what that is? That's not from God. So if you are wanting to make a difference, if you are wanting to be something the world has never, ever seen, which is in this lesson, we will talk about that as well. Do something the world has never seen. Don't be afraid to put your ideas and dreams out there. Just because you haven't seen someone else do it doesn't mean it can't be done. God puts crazy and cool ideas in your head. These ideas are meant to grow and further his kingdom. And so if they are kingdom kingdom aligned, do it. I promise you, I will have your back in this, but go for it. See what can happen. Number five, just instead of thinking I can't and I won't, start thinking I can and it will. Those little doubts of just saying it won't happen, it can't happen. You know who that is. You know that's the devil. So why would we let him in our heads? There's no, there ha- doesn't need to be any space for that thing. We need to start thinking the way that God thinks. He can do anything. If it's in his will, it will happen. Like I said before, there is nothing God wouldn't do for you. So start thinking and believing, okay, God can heal. God can restore. God can do this. Think optimistically. It's time to change our perspective, people. It is time. Number six, your thoughts can rule you or you can rule your thoughts. Fight with his truth. Man, if this is not a message. The last episode that I did on this podcast, I actually kind of talked about how I was in my head for a really long time with this battle I was fighting. And I realized it was spiritual warfare the entire time. But I let this thought rule me and it was basically a foundation that I wasn't, that I didn't take care of and defeat a while ago, that it truly became a truth in my mind. But all along, it was a doubt and a lie. 
it is time to start fighting these spiritual battles and these doubts of uncertainty, thought, comparison, and looking in the mirror and knowing exactly who you are, knowing exactly what his truth says. There doesn't need to be any anxious thoughts in our head. There doesn't need to be battles. There doesn't need to be any of this when we know who our God is and who wins in the end. These thoughts can be put to rest when we say the name of Jesus. That is the truth. So instead of letting your thoughts rule you, you rule your thoughts. Let all of your thoughts be something that glorify him, that bring your eyes back up to him because that's what he wants you to think. There's a verse that talks about everything that you should think of should be excellent or praiseworthy. Think of such things. That's the truth. So why are we thinking of things that aren't anything like that? It's time to start thinking good and positive thoughts. It's time to start thinking kingdom-minded thoughts, my friends, and that's it. Number seven. Oh, this is good. There is a time to listen and a time to speak. You can't do both at the same time. I'm a person that when you speak to me, I'm listening, but I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to say next to connect with you. I'm that's just me like if you will talk to me say hey Georgia like my name is so-and-so and I'm from Tennessee I'm already thinking in my mind oh my gosh like what city are you from and you say Franklin and then I'm already thinking all the things that I can connect with you about Franklin how cute of a town it is and why we should totally go together on our next road trip I am thinking those things but I'm not actually listening to you which is terrible but I've learned this guys I'm learning it's okay I'm human But when someone is talking, actually intently listen to them because there might be something that you're missing. You might be missing out on the tone of their voice. You might be missing out on a story they're trying to share with you. And when you're talking, talk with compassion, talk with understanding, talk in a way where it would make them want to listen to you. These things of talking and listening are something that the Lord says in Scripture, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Listening and talking at the same time, I don't know about y'all, but my brain goes crazy when I try to do it at the same time. So make sure whenever you are talking to someone next, actually listen to them intently. And when you speak, speak slowly and speak with compassion. Number eight, take the risk. Oh, this is good. It might be the biggest blessing or a lesson learned. All of the lessons that I have listed in um, the 23 years of my, the 23 lessons that I've learned at 23, these are all lessons I've learned. Some of them actually were the one, some of the biggest blessings, but some actually were like, okay, maybe we should try again next time. But what is so cool is that taking risks are so much fun. Like, I don't know why people are scared to do them. Yes, of course, there's uncertainty. Yes, there's fear of failing. Yes, there's all that kind of stuff. But guess who catches you in the end? Guess who's standing right alongside you? Guess who gives you that courage? Guess who gives you that motivation? I'll tell you who. It's Jesus. He wants you to be able to have faith in him. So if you have an idea, if you have a dream, if you have something on your mind, go after it and take the risk. 
Why are we living a life of wondering what things could possibly be if we don't take that step and actually try it out? It's time to put the wondering, the thinking, the logic, the analytics, all that kind of stuff and just do it. That's just me. But like maybe you're different and maybe you think a little different and that's totally fine. Maybe you have to have a five-year plan and then take it. Girl, whatever works for you. But I want you to start putting all your faith in him. He wants you to be bold and courageous. He calls you to do that, my friend. When you became a child of God, you have those characteristics inside of you, that boldness and that courageousness and that confidence. Take the risk. Number nine. Oh, I like this one. Y'all, these lessons are just so sweet. I just love them all so much. I can't tell you which one's my favorite. But number nine is when you depend on Jesus for everything, he becomes your everything. I was in my quiet time a couple weeks ago. And I was saying my prayers at the end of my quiet time, as I always do. As I was praying in the background, the song, When You Walk Into a Room, was playing. And one of the lyrics says, when you walk in the room, everything changes. And the word that stuck out to me was everything. And I really started thinking about my life and how having Jesus in my life has changed everything. And it brought me to tears. He has changed everything in my life. He has changed the way that I think, the way that I look. He's changed the way that I embody and care about other people like he has changed everything he is my goal he's my obsession he's my passion he is everything and i'm like there's not even a part of my life where he's not involved in it there's not anything in my life where he hasn't have his handprint on it like everything is about him i want you to have this realization i want you to learn this lesson because it's one of the best lessons you will ever learn when you believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for your salvation so you can have a real and personal relationship with him, everything changes for the better, for the better. There is a life on the other side where you are completely in awe of all that he has done. It's so cool getting to see what he's able to do, how he works through you and how much purpose that he has put inside of you. Jesus changes everything and he changes for the better. If you have any questions about salvation or the gospel or anything like that, please always know I'm here if you need to reach out. I would love to answer your questions and we can totally talk about this because it's one of the best things to talk about. And last, and last but not least, number 10. This is just a confidence boost for you guys, but it's something that I never realized until this year. You are something the world has never seen. There's so much purpose you hold. When you think about it, every single person you see is different. Not one of them is the same. Not even twins are the same person. There's characteristics that are different inside of them. And every single person you see has purpose has a mission, has something that the Lord has put inside of them, whether it's gifts or talents or desires, there's something that he's put inside that person. God uniquely designed them in their own, in his own image. It's something the world has never seen. 
So when I thought about being like, I am something the world has never seen. I want to do something the world has never seen. And so then that's when you get to pass off all the things you desire and all the things that in your little plans and hand them off to God. Say, okay, God, I'm here on this planet to do your work. Do something in me that they have never seen. It is so cool. It is so cool knowing that you're not like everybody else. That your life does not look like everybody else's. How your timeline doesn't compare to everyone else's timeline. You are in your own lane. You are somebody where God's hand is completely on you. And is leading you on this whole life that is just you and him. That is something to celebrate. And that is something so cool to look at the mirror every single day and be like, yep, it's me and him. He made me in some, he made me in a way where nobody else is like me. I am unique. I am loved. I'm created in his image. Never forget how unique and how beautifully designed you are. You are his masterpiece. To conclude all of the lessons learned, I want to also say this. I talked about how earlier that the age 23 is kind of like a chapter of your life. You know, I always pictured years were kind of chapters in my book. But honestly, a chapter in your book, I believe, equals a day. All throughout scripture, there's this one verse that I love so much. And it says, today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. It's not talking about this is the year the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it today. There are lessons that you learn every single day. There are blessings that you see every single day. Miracles. You see God's hand. You see God's work. You see so much of what God is doing. And it all happens within a day. Yesterday is far gone and tomorrow is way in the future. And it's honestly, it's not certain. So let's make the most of today. Let's be his hands and feet. Let's be the light that God has called us to be. Let's learn things. Let's take advice and wisdom from God and learn how to put this all into action. You are right where you need to be. You have no reason to speed up your life. There is nothing that is pushing you to speed it up because God has you right here. Whether you're on a campus, whether you're at school, whatever you are in a job, whether you're 23, 25, 27, whatever, you are exactly where you need to be. God has so much he wants to do with you, especially through this time of your life. Now, I told you at the very end, at the beginning of this, that I had a very special message just for my listeners on the podcast. I have decided that I want to make this a series. I want to make a Lessons Learned with Joe. Or Joe's Lessons Learned. Y'all let me know which one you like. I'm still trying to decide what to call it. But the next Lessons Learned that I am going to talk about is I'm going to say the less it's going to be lessons I learned in finding true friendships. Now, weekly, I'm going to be putting little polls on my Instagram story. So please go follow me if you haven't. But you guys get to vote on what I get to talk about next. 
So the next lessons I'm going to share is finding those true friendships and how God has designed friendship and community. This is something you don't want to miss out on. I'm super excited to share it with you guys. But before we leave today, of course, I'm going to pray us out. And as always, you are so, so special to me, and I'm so grateful that you are here. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this listener. Father, you know how sweet and intentional that this listener is. Father, you love them so much, and they have so much purpose. Lord, I pray that every single day that they learn more about you. Let them learn about the life that you've called them to live, but let them learn about your hand and where to see you work. God, we're so grateful for the life that you let us live, and I pray that we glorify you in all that we do. Thank you so much for all the small and all the big lessons learned, and I pray that any lesson that we have learned, we're able to share them with others, because a lesson learned to us could be someone else's foresight. They can learn from us. So, Father, let us be the hands and feet and the mouthpiece of you, Jesus. We love you so much, and it's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Always know my DMs are open, and I would love to talk to you anytime that I can.